0: Nothing to me. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of it. Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass. Hi, Branch. anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet his wow. mother! fighting through explosive diarrhea. I think some of these folks were hitting the saggy pretty hard. You turn the day into You got snake eyes! You laid the waste to everything in this pit. I work on Wall Street, you know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman, and I can buy almost anything I want. Chrissy, over by the wall, bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on the little things. Bring me the big knife, I'm gonna cut my throat! The helpless and the gentle creature.
1: A gunrunner's wet dream. I,
0: it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. I never just rode before a gunfight. <sighs> he let the scorched earth and his weight be found on the sweet desert breeze and whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable.
1: unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from and why. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here.
0: This is a snakeskin jacket. And for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. This week, we're celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and also we're celebrating Devin's birthday week early. Yeah.
1: Abby's giving me a look. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. I just not
2: Easter explains. What?
0: Do you not know the story of Easter, Abby?
2: I am aware of the story of Easter. I just was not expecting that particular explanation for it. Holy shit.
0: When I was driving back from southern Minnesota yesterday, I passed a billboard that kept flashing. One was Silly Rabbit, then a picture of the Trix rabbit and then Easter's for Jesus.
2: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: The Easter or the Trix Rabbit is stealing Valor, but also I mean, that would mean that the Trix Rabbit is the Easter bunny. They are very different in personality. I agree. Because, like, the Trix Rabbit is someone that they're trying to steal cereal from. Or, no, no, the Trix Rabbit's trying to steal cereal, right? Yeah.
2: And yogurt.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, conflating him with a Giver character like the Easter Rabbit is wild. Well maybe it's what he does on one day a year to make up for all his sitting when he keeps trying to steal children's cereal and or yogurt.
1: Maybe.
2: But it doesn't come from a true place because he's hoping to essentially bribe them with chocolate mm-hmm. into giving up their cereal and or yogurt.
0: Maybe he's allergic to cacao. <laughs> But there's still like jelly. beans. So the children are cheeps. trying
2: to poison him because all year long they just leave the chocolate behind but won't give him any cereal and or yogurt. And then on Easter he just like tries to pull a switcheroo and gives them back all their chocolate and hopes that it has not poisoned him and that they will share their cereal and or yogurt
0: exactly. with him.
2: Exactly. I kind of love this narrative.
0: A switcheroo sounds like it'd be a really good nineties like Kid snack? Like a Dunkaroo, but they swapped something out?
2: I feel like it would have to be like a salt, like a sour to sweet.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think 90s candy producers could have made it. Do you remember when we... Perfected...
2: I feel like it would be like a fun dip only instead of like a sweet powder, you would just have like a sour powder. Or
0: it'd be a mystery. They have that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Luke, what were you going
0: to say? I don't remember. Oh, the 90s, idea has died on the vine. This is the way.
2: children's snacks. Switcheroo would be a great name for mm-hmm. 90s kids. Candy and or snack.
0: Remember string thing? It's so gross that it was like, oh, here's glasses, let's put them on our face.
1: No. Perfection, correction, don't. I remember them. I didn't ever have. Them
2: don't think i am familiar with what this is
0: the string
1: thing was
0: essentially a white cardboard or a whiteboard palette and then they drew different designs with like a candy rope and one of them was glasses and i was like oh i can pull off the glasses look at me i'm wearing glasses now to eat this thing that's been touching my face
2: oh they were like an offshoot of Gushers. Essentially, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this one kind of looks like a dick. I think it's supposed to be a rocket, but especially in a smaller thumbnail, (laughs)
0: it
2: just kind of looked like a dick.
0: Plus. Yeah. I mean, chances are if there's something that looked close enough to a dick, someone would just make it a dick. But we're not here to talk about snacks 90s kids may (laughs) remember.
2: Apparently, they discontinued Trix Yogurt.
0: I'm not surprised. Well, we are here to talk about other '90s things. Wild at heart. Wild at heart. You said the people wanted to hear about ape fight talks, Luke. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We were talking before we started recording. Uh, we both saw Godzilla vs. Kong, and Abby did not. What? What side were you on, Devin? Godzilla. Gotcha. You know, I should have expected that. Godzilla can shoot Atomic Breath. Yeah, but that that makes him the OP guy. I, I'm on Kong's side. I, I like an underdog.
1: No. Kong's just a horny ape. Godzilla's protector of Earth. Kong is explicitly
0: not horny in either movie. He's the last of his kind. Horny ape. No, you know that he secretly wants Brie Larson. Like, he wanted, uh... Naomi Watts in the first one.
1: They should have different just content. left him on the island. A,
0: oh, that's a different continuity. Also, Abby did watch the first hour of Kong Skull Island and then wanted to do something else. Because it was very much not a film. That was her area of enjoyment. We also saw, like, all the brackets for, like, the fight nights for them. Look at all those buys that Kong got. Kong his. Had to protect the island from Skull Crawlers. You yeah, had a couple Skull up. Crawlers, and then Sam Jackson, and then a lot of bye weeks. Yeah, yeah. got a fight. Whatever did the did fuck, Jimotos or whatever was in the first one. But he's got the Mutos. Yeah, whatever. Then he's got to fight Rodan. Then he's got to fight King <laughs> Yeah, but he had Mothra and the U.S. military assisting in that. Kong had the U.S. military in this one. But the US military was also a lot more actively trying to kill him a lot of the time, and he was younger. I mean we only see a full size Godzilla popping out. No, I mean in this one, we only the US military was totally backing Kong trying to kill oh, yeah. Godzilla. I was disappointed that Cog was not wearing
1: a giant Uncle Sam hat by the end. Show that Cog is pro America and her interests. Anyway, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I enjoyed the movie. What? There was
0: way too much human interaction, and I wanted Brian, Tyree Henry, and Millie Bobby Brown to both be killed because they were basically fucking QAnon and fuck them. <laughs> uh, having him say, oh yeah, we got the idea for fluoride from the Nazis was not great. What? Oh, yeah. What? No, as, uh-huh. we were, as we were both watching, was, yeah, my roommates are just like, okay, yeah, no, they're QAnon. I want them both to be stepped on and killed. I wouldn't go that far. They were conspiracy theorists, but equating them to people who have no basis in reality for believing that specifically liberal politicians are running a child sex cult ring while ignoring that, like, a bunch of... Rep- yeah. They this are not QAnon.
2: conversations I do not want to have today. Good job, Luke.
0: <laughs> Duffin brought up a wrong analysis. False. Uh, also, they also, they also added nothing to the plot. I mean, they were a way to bring everything together. I didn't mind them. Also, it had the kid from hunt for the Wilder people and Deadpool too.
1: Neat. But yeah, they didn't. They
0: didn't add a whole lot. A lot. A lot of people talk. I wanted to see more monkey fights and uh, Godzilla fights. And then Kong takes this weird national treasure turn like halfway through. That was strange. I mean, that was what they needed him for, for the most part. And he got to nap in a helicopter hammock. Uh, yeah, he was also unconscious. I would say for over half the fucking movie. It was just Gene Gray moves, Devin. He's just sleeping, but, wakes up, time to do some. Okay, well, that's time let's, to do some Shrek into- stuff. Let's get into the movie that was so important. You were the you one
2: to... who brought this up, Lucas. You can't get I... mad at Devin for continuing to talk about a thing because you. Yes, I can. Up there
0: is a point. level of length that I will deal with, and then there is okay. Yeah, we we have different opinions, but this is not Kong talk. No, here now it's good. Now now we're going to bring it all together. You're you're typing something. Damn straight I... I can't see where you're typing something.
2: I assume it will go to the place that we all have access to.
0: (laughs) That's expecting a lot from Devin.
2: Why are you dunking on Devin so hard this morning, Lucas? (laughs) It's his birthday episode, you jerkbag!
0: His birthday's in a week.
2: I said birthday episode.
0: Yeah, but it's also our Easter episode. There, play that language right there in the closing credits, Luke.
1: <laughs> Look at that, <sighs> turning us into a. Now bring it all back full circle to David Lynch. The name Lynchland is just very anesthetic. Anesthetic? I. Yeah. As Mr. Lynch would say, who gives
0: a fucking shit how long the scene is? Beautiful. I mean, I'm the one who edits this thing. I'm the only one who listens to it after it's done. But then you don't have to edit it. Because who gives shit? Hi, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Jeff wants to hear Good more. Good morning, Jeff. Jeff wants to hear more Kong Talk. <laughs> Jeff, you want more Kong Talk, post to the patreon we just got mad because then i all of a sudden they'd say oh Devin doesn't say how much he loves the movie no we aren't getting into a full teen titans go to the movie situation again but i i enjoyed the film i just wanted more i wanted more monster fights like the last Godzilla like, film.
2: i think wanting more monster fights from a specifically monster movie is completely understandable and reasonable
0: I thought that the last movie, though, had a bad job framing the fights, and most of them are pretty forgettable. The only memorable thing is that they had different monsters, Mm -hmm. but it didn't have good fight choreography or cinematography. I was having a great time. Here, I think, all of the fights were distinct enough, and they looked different enough, even the two fights that happened in the exact same city, because they swooped swapped it between night and day and weren't filling everything with particle effects and rain.
1: Oh, still like last one better. Fair enough.
0: (laughs) But yes, today we are here today about David Lynch's masterpiece Wild at Heart. The film that the critics wanted you to hate. So, then, is this going to be a, will we hate this more than the other birthday picks? Or will Abby hate this more than the other birthday picks, including the one that you had suggested for her? I still think that was a fine movie, but... Snake Eyes was fine. And first off, Abby didn't walk away from Snake Eyes.
2: That's fair. I did not. I watched the whole
0: movie. Yeah, and I mean, this isn't going to be an Eraserhead situation, I assume. It is
1: not. It's going to be a Blue Velvet situation. Closer. Okay. It It is wild. At heart? At heart. But this was back during the time when
0: everyone was trying to gang up and wanted Lynch to fail.
2: So, did this come out before or after the...
0: Twin ah,
1: Peaks?
2: What?
0: Twin Peaks?
2: No, I don't care about Twin Peaks. My only reference point for David Lynch is the longest story, or the longest ride, or ride of whatever the, motorist, or the, the motor... The straight story in 1999.
0: Okay. Uh, vastly before. This was the nineteen.
1: Okay. And this came out, Luke, uh, just before. Quinn yeah, I believe so. I don't remember. Yes, it st- aired pretty much at the same time.
2: Okay, yes. The Straight Story is the only David Lynch thing I have ever watched.
0: Which is interesting, because honestly, until you said that movie, I had never heard of that. Oh, that was, like, the first one that I had seen, and I wasn't even aware that it was a Lynch film until, like, years later.
1: Yeah.
2: I was not aware it was a Lynch film until you mentioned it was a Lynch film, Luke.
0: It's also a very against-expectations Lynch film. That's fair, because just every other... Because, like, I have had always heard every other film that he had ever made. Mm -hmm. I mean... The the next most basic one that I'm aware of that I've seen would be Dune. I fell asleep during Dune. Uh, they they had it at the sci-fi marathon a few years ago. Nice.
2: Yeah, well checking that I've not seen any other David Lynch
1: films. I would be surprised. I would also be very surprised. Movies. But this is after Lynch was on a huge bunch of hot streaks. And
0: basically mm-hmm. People wanted him to fail to the point David where they Lynch. went and asked the author of the book his thoughts on the film because David Lynch changed it wildly at heart at heart and yeah uh, yeah and the drag the author of the book like yeah he changed a lot of stuff
1: uh, but it was really fucking good
2: he has made fewer films than I would expect
1: he makes a lot of weird short films Mm -hmm. Like that one that's on Netflix where he argues with that monkey for a half hour. Mm -hmm. What? I've
0: debated watching it. It's weird. Or the weird sitcom that he made where it's just a bunch of rabbits in a house while weird noise goes on in the background. Mm -hmm. Or his weird syndicated comic strip that he ran for years. Or his weird weird syndicated uh, weather reporting that he still does.
2: Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like I would expect him to look,
0: though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like his biggest regret would probably be going and doing that, uh, like one or two episode arc of the Louis TV show, and it's like, yeah, you no know, one expected him to be that shitty of a guy at the time. I feel like Lynch probably regrets that.
1: Anyways
0: uh yeah so devin for christmas you bought me a dvd player which i tested out yesterday which was good because i had to go and get AAA a batteries for it yeah. so then i could watch dread nice do you think that i will enjoy this more than i enjoyed rewatching dread i don't know <laughs> Do you think that the 500 lines of definition provided by this DVD player will be enough to accurately
1: capture Lynch's vision? Oh, that part, yes. Fair enough. We're going to see some crazy scenes. going could be a lot of uh,
0: metaphors and references
1: to other th- stories.
0: Okay, well, uh... Abby, I hope you have had enough coffee this morning.
2: Um, I damn fine a, coffee. You
0: say Can some damn fine
1: food. coffee. Mm-hmm.
2: Get me more coffee. I so know. I get no no information about what this I'm just going in completely blind. I am
0: going in completely blind as well. All we also know is uh, Nicolas Cage will sing three Elvis songs. Two Elvis songs. Two
2: Winona Ryder.
0: Two
1: Elvis songs.
2: Is that who is also in this film? Which one? Winona Ryder.
1: She is out of this film. Oh. It's okay. Laura, I... Laura Darren is in this film. Ah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought it was Winona Ryder. Got it. Okay. Those are the two pieces of information I have then.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. We will see you when we are done being wild at heart. We are back from wild at heart. Uh, Last week, or yeah, last week when I did the episode and I couldn't find the actual song that was used in Snake Eyes, I did use Wicked Game and I did not expect it to show up in another movie we would be watching, but it sure showed up in this one. That it did.
2: And this sure was a movie film.
0: Devin, do you want to summarize the movie? Sure. Wild at Heart is a 1990s erotica uh, cross-country film starring Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. Nicolas Cage is propositioned proposition by Laura Dern's mother, played by Diane Ladd, who is Laura Dern's mother in real life. Uh, after that, she wants to break up uh, Laura Dern and uh, Nicolas Cage, who kills someone who she sends to murder him. And then they go on a cross-country road trip to try to start off some kick-ass new lives. In the process, uh, they meet a wonderful collection of characters such as everyone's favorite Harry Dean Stanton who is trying to find them for Diane Ladd. He has sadly ended up being killed by another man, played by uh, er, Santos is this man's name, who is trying to work with Diane Ladd and they're in some sort of illegal business, which is never fully explained. Well, no, he's killed by Isabella Rossellini. Uh, No, it's Isabella Rossellini's sister, but Santos is the reason that Mm, okay, because the hits are put on both of them, yeah, on Cage and Stanton. Uh, yeah, basically that happens. They ended up getting away, and they make their way down into Texas, where they meet everyone's favorite Bobby Peru, played by acclaimed actor Willem Dafoe. Uh, at this point in time, we find out that uh, Lord Dern is pregnant. Cage needs money because they only have forty dollars left. Tries to do a robbery with uh Bobby Peru. Things go sideways by Peru tries to murder Cage on behalf of Santos to try to uh, get this hit in. Uh, Defoe ends up getting blowing his own head off with a shotgun. On accident. And on accident. Uh, Cage goes to jail for the robbery. And when he gets out, he is going to just abandon uh, Lord Dern. But after he is beaten down by some uh, street gang, he sees uh, Glinda the Good Witch, because this entire film is just one long, Wizard of Oz allegory, and realizes that he does want to be a good father where he jumps on a car, sings Love Me Tender to Lord Dern, and they live happily ever after. With their son. With their son, Pace, which is a stupid name.
2: Also, um, Laura Dern's mother wants to kill Cage also because she thinks that he knows that she hired Santos to murder her husband.
1: Yes. And because she propositions him sexually, and Cage rejects her advances because he loves Laura Dern too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the movie you described could have just been like an hour long.
1: The movie's great. This is probably the best film that we have watched. <laughs> okay,
0: if that's, if that's what you want to argue.
1: I, I will argue that.
0: I was not a fan of this movie. That's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. Go fucking
0: watch your ape versus Lizard fight. <laughs> what okay. didn't you like about it, Luke? I thought that a lot of the scenes were just way too long. It built up a lot of imagery without, I think, effectively incorporating that into the story. Once and again, then, Luke. Who gives
1: a fucking shit how long the scene is? There. Yeah, I. I mean, I like blue velvet, but this ain't no blue velvet.
0: The dance sequence was absolutely fantastic. Oh no, the metal dance sequence was great.
1: Where Bobby Carew, just magically takes fantastic. over a band? Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. But also, it's just a bunch of stuff where it's like, oh, let's just think about death some more. Mm-hmm. But then it all comes back in being hopeful at the end of that. Cage. is like, nah, let's all get on and raise ourselves a family. And not refer to people with homophobic slurs. Yes. He apologizes for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I was honestly delighted to see. But there's a lot between the dance scene and Nicolas Cage being jumped at the end that is just kind of what people criticize David Lynch films for where it's just weird, trippy scenes with non-Hollywood faces. Lots of non-Hollywood faces. Mm Mm-hmm. Including an entire wide array of cast members from pretty much every other David Lynch film
1: mm-hmm.
0: or project. Abby, what the are thing your you thoughts? need to do: think about it again. Come back to it in a week. As my roommate, who just watched it actually last week, that is his entire opinion on it, which was all the parts that seem too long. You start forgetting about those scenes. You just remember about all the things that were great about it, which there is a lot of. Reason. But yes, Abby, go ahead.
2: I am not the target audience for this movie.
1: (laughs) That is sad and a shame. (laughs) I just... I
2: will fully say that I just did not
1: get this movie at all. Any part of it. I don't fucking understand
2: why we decided to go with a, like, ultimately unresolved Wizard of Oz allegory. And I just...
0: They dropped the fire thing really early on, despite making it seem like it would have a lot more of a resolution than just Cage was there and saw the fire.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes,
2: and was, like, aware of how her father died. Um... Yeah. I love the fact that Diane Ladd is actually Laura Dern's mother. Laura Dern is great in this movie. Mm -hmm. Cage is super cagey. Willem Dafoe is terrifying. Isabella Rossellini is a weird ass blonde.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Very different than Isabella Rossellini in Blue Velvet. But I would also say that we get a very big wrapped-up thing for the allegory of the Wizard of Oz because you have that entire great scene of her getting mad at Lord, er, Diane Ladd's picture and splashes water on her face.
2: Well, okay, that's true. I guess. And then you like, have
0: her screaming and melting because we no. never see her again.
2: Okay, I guess I don't mean resolution. I just mean like any mm. fucking ac- explanation for like how we get here other than the fact that Laura Dern really just refers to everything as like the Emerald city and like going on the yellow brick road.
0: Or like there's a reference to Toto. Like if we had gotten something where it's like someone is an idiot, someone is a coward, someone.
2: Right. I think they were kind of going for a, like, this all started because she heard her mother's laughing while her father was burning to death and it Mm -hmm. sounded like the Wicked Witch of the West think?
0: You know, plus, we get out. Al- we get allegories of the fact that Cage is a coward when he runs away from his family at the end when he appears to Pace, holding a stuffed lion toy for him. What about Tin Man? What about the Scarecrow? I don't care about this.
1: Just... Uh, if you want to go with
0: that, you could say that, uh, what's her name? Audrey Horn is the Scarecrow because she's, like, missing her brain during that car accident. First. Or Harry Dean Stan, for the same reason. Christ. Or Bobby yeah. Prue for the same reason. Yeah, basically, lots of brains are gone. <laughs> well, I, I think if we're going to go with that, then Harry Dean Stanton would have to be the scarecrow because he doesn't have a clue of where he's going. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that Diet Ladd is a bad person, but he could do be way better. Yeah. Harry Dean Stan looking like a guy who's just seen a bunch of puppies getting kicked in a video, and he's like, why did I have to see this video? Yep. Why did someone link this? Why did I get Rickrolled
1: with this video? RIP, right, uh, Harry in Stanton.
2: Yep. He was 91. Yep. So, yes, this is just, it's a lot of movie, and I understand why people can get super into Lynchian bullshit. It's just, none of this movie is particularly
1: for me. That is fair. And That's about all I have to say on it. I'm still
2: processing, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ladd got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards since the year this movie came out.
2: I mean, her use of lipstick in that one scene was
0: inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a metaphor where her inner evil has become so prevalent that even covering her entire face up can't hide from it. That's what it I'm assuming one. it meant. I mean, that was also, too, because she's supposed to be the Wicked Witch of the West, and also that it kind of
1: gives, like, that same looking appearance of, like, the green skin. Fair.
2: Yeah, this was...
1: And it won the sir- Palme d'Or at the
0: Cannes uh, Film Festival. Which at the time was considered a controversial decision.
1: Yeah.
2: So did they, if people, I didn't think Harry Dean Stanton's death scene was that bad. Did they edit that way down then? Yes. Okay. There was
1: apparently a bunch of torture. Yes. Okay.
2: I suppose that makes sense.
0: The movie was initially going to be rated X and that he was contractually obligated to edit
1: it down to be rated Fair enough. I'm I curious believe- what would have gotten at the rated X part, because also,
0: there is a lot of sex in this film. There is. You even get to see some cage dick. Mm-hmm.
2: Which I believe is the first cage dick we've seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was also a blink and you will miss it. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So... This, like I said, this was a lot of movie. None of this movie was particularly for me. That is but fair. Now I have seen a more regular Lynch film. hmm Because every single part of this is very different than the straight story.
0: As far as we remember. Because yes. we have not seen that in over a decade at least.
2: Oh, two decades. I was seven when I saw that movie in theaters. Then, yeah. So. There we go. Also, what... <laughs> I'm not very curious as to what the rating for the straight story is.
0: Uh, I love like SPG. G or PG because I know it is on Disney+. Plus.
2: <laughs> right? Is it really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Disney
1: movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. That Can't and... be too controversial if it's on the plus.
2: Nope, unfortunately.
0: Those cowards. Give us that
2: star content.
0: All yes. right, so, Devin, high point and low point of the movie for you. Ooh, uh, high point for the movie is still always some cage dancing, mm-hmm. and him singing both Elvis songs.
2: I was surprised that was actually Cage. It's also mm-hmm. kind of ironic, given the fact that a decade later he would marry Lisa Marie Presley.
1: Yes. And also, I love Bobby Peru. Uh, the low points
0: for me. Uh, The biggest thing for me is I think they needed to tie in the Bobby Peru storyline to the rest of the film, because with the exception of him presenting the silver dollar to indicate he was supposed to kill... A uh, cage on behalf of Diane, lad, and uh, sort or er, Santos. Mm-hmm. That's that entire plotline is very far removed from the first half of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could have, uh, like foreshadowed that a bit more as a reminder that it's been like, oh, it's been an hour since we really thought about the silver dollars. If you been if you rewatch it, you can very clearly tell that it's uh Isabella Rossellini who he is talking to in the uh when you just see the person's shadow.
2: Oh I assumed it was for Isabella Rossellini.
0: Yeah. Yes. I just didn't fully grasp that there were two sisters. We oh, see a picture of them. Uh the De- yeah. looks at a picture. But that's like far later in the movie as well. Yeah.
2: The crazy one and the crazier one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just- the whole, like, seven steps to contract killing was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mr. Reindeer.
2: Yeah, who- I, he's, like, a broker of assassins, I guess?
0: <laughs> My favorite character from the John Wick series.
2: But then, like-
0: Drinking tea while taking a shit while the stripper dances.
2: Because, like- Both Santos and Mr. Reindeer were essentially just, like, brokering these hits out. And it just seems very convoluted for contract killing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Way too much of a paper trail.
1: Yeah. Uh, What are your high point and low point, Abby?
2: I will also go with I was very surprised at Cage's singing of Elvis songs. And the dance scene was also great. I agree with Devin that those are definitely the high points of the movie. Um,
1: But he flips
0: out of that car to do the dancing on the side of the road. (laughs) Yep. I would have hurt myself very badly if I attempted that. While we were watching that scene, I was like, that's what we're going to do after the pandemic is over. Nice. I also really enjoyed all the terrible radio stations Lord kept hearing. Christ, yes. I is. mean, from what I've heard, that is about a lot of Texas radio.
1: Low point was. I... The skull bashing in the first scene
2: wasn't my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty intense, like first five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then at least one of my. Oh, actually, there's another favorite scene I fucking love Grizzled
1: Cage with the cigarette pointing. Phenomenal look. With that guitar riff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'll go
2: with that. It just. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that within, like, the first five minutes of.
1: Luke, what about you? Uh, you know, I'd have
0: to go and say just sort of the wonderful discordance of, uh, Cage getting the metal band to just play Elvis after also being able to get them to all, like, stop. So he he
2: kind of beats the crap out of a dude?
0: Yeah, and gets them to apologize. Uh... I mean, downside is probably the weird death of Harry Dean Stanton. I'm glad we didn't have to see him get tortured, but I, I like that dude. Didn't want him to die. And it was just a very weird and discomforting scene. There's there's quite a lot of weird and discomforting scenes in this
1: movie.
2: Yeah, honestly, I was way more on board with this movie until they got to Tuna.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then... All of the tuna stuff kind of lost me way more than the first half of this movie did.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Just like the weird long conversation at night when everybody's drinking.
2: Yeah. And here are some weird side characters who you're never going to see again, but are way overdeveloped. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's cause he loves to put in his bit players.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause the man who was
0: talking about Toto was like in everything that he has ever made.
2: Also, again, what the fuck was the trait dude squealing in the bar
0: about pigeons? Yes. Yeah, I was like, is this a racist thing?
1: And I was like, I maybe I don't know. I do not think so. To me, it is no different
0: than him, than, like, Twin Peaks with, like, the little midget and the giant uh, giant man. Uh, Both of those characters, the man from another place and uh, the tall man, have very specific meanings,
1: though, Devin. Yeah. They're also there to be weird. Uh,
0: in a way, like they're weird, but they also serve a purpose on the greater mythology of the show. Pigeon spread disease guy. Never comes back. Mm-hmm. We don't see any pigeons. We don't see nope. any more discussion of disease.
1: Wild. The disease is the is human greed, Luke, which Cage
0: catches when he decides to go help Bobby.
1: Also,
2: that was only five grand with inflation that he was supposedly going to get.
1: Yeah, for 1990s money,
0: that's not the worst. No, I mean, that's like a few months of living.
2: I know, or but still, like, the going and holding up a bank for, like, that little, essentially, is just wild.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we should also do it in the middle of like a bumfuck nowhere texas town which if cage was continuing to go on the road to california he would never have been caught because there's really no security cameras or anything to like trace back to him yeah that's fair like the only thing that ever bothers me because i've seen it like in a lot of other movies too which is just the uh the stockings for oh my god
2: that was so bad
0: but because i mean that happens in a lot of other movies too but she's like i mean you can still see them (laughs) Yes. But it's enough to both still get them visibility and still hide enough of the features.
2: Not really.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean you can still very clearly make out some like all the sheer their features. ass
2: pantyhose. Yeah. That's
0: hot in Texas. You c you can tell where I would mean, like Defoe's mustache, has still got that. And he's got his weird-ass gum thing going on.
2: Oh, Christ, yes. Thank you so much for that fucking gift. Devin, that is pure nightmare fuel.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anyways, let's go on to the actor discussion where we're going to talk about some roles that we really know the actors from. And there's so many good ones. I mean, Laura Dern has a lot. What, What were you thinking of for Laura Dern, Devin? Actually, I'm curious. Abby, I want to know what you think of Laura Dern.
2: I... I don't. Like, I am aware of who Laura Dern is. I'm sure I have seen her in things. There is nothing that I can, like, pull up from memory being like, I have seen Laura Dern in this film.
0: Must have been curious. Abby, have you seen Jurassic Park?
2: I have not seen Jurassic Park. That was actually hey, what I, I was just going to say.
0: Totally a assumed. Okay. Well, I mean, first off, the big thing is Jurassic Park was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is great in that. Oh, I mean, she shows up in a lot of things. Yeah, I really enjoyed her in uh, Little Women from two years ago. hmm I saw that, but Abby did not. She's great as Vice Admiral Holdo in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah, she's bigger than that.
1: Wow, I have seen. Classic We Watch It in School movie as
0: Jake Gyllenhaal's mother in October Sky.
2: I did. We watched that in shop class.
0: hmm. Everyone watches it in some class in
1: school.
2: Yes. But I think the only other Laura Dern film I have seen is Everything Must Go.
1: I enjoyed that movie.
2: That was a good movie. But yeah, that is...
1: I forgot she was in that, though.
2: Apparently she's in that. But yeah, that is the only... So I guess that is my high point. I guess we will go with... October Sky is my low point for Laura Dern, and everything must go for my high point, because those are the only two Laura Dern films I have apparently seen.
0: I also do love her in The Master, and
1: uh, Blue, and she's also great in Blue. Mm -hmm. Another Lynch film. Once again, though, she plays a very different character in that one.
2: Luke, what are your high and low points for Laura Dern?
0: I mean, I I, I said when I was familiar with uh, Laura Dern 4.
2: Devin. how about you?
0: I mean, it's not high and low points, it's just what we're familiar with her in. I, I already gave it 5. Yeah. I thought
2: you were changing the rules like an 8th time, buddy, but okay. Okay, who's next?
0: Uh, Next would be Diane Ladd. Who, I... We'll be no shocked ice.
2: if I have seen anything else Elsie
0: Brian Madman. She plays Chevy Chase's mom in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but I don't remember her in that at all. I barely remember that movie because hot take. It's overrated. It is super overrated. It's another movie about how great it was to be alive in the 80s or to be an adult in the 80s and to think about how great
1: your childhood used to be. Yeah. She's also apparently enjoy, which I don't remember her in that either.
0: Also, not that great of a film. Also, though, something wicked this way comes from 1983 that uh, Disney put out, but I also don't remember much of that movie.
2: This is the only thing I have ever seen Diane Ladd in.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. There's a
2: possibility if I watched that particular TV movie on Jonestown during my college course about cults, I may have seen her in The Guyana Tragedy, the story of Jim Jones, where she played his wife. Wow. That's the only possible thing I have seen.
0: Well, you know who we all have a lot of memories about, though? Willem Dafoe.
2: I, other than, I know he's in Spider-Man.
1: As the Green
0: Goblin.
2: I think we've done, haven't we done Willem Dafoe before? We have
0: not. I have been looking <clears throat> looking forward to doing Mr. Dafoe for some time. It, it is wild that he apparently played Jesus in The Last Temptation of Christ. I, he doesn't look a lot like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman. I Abby, please, please hit
2: him bit right now. So much. <laughs> what, Devin?
0: So, Abby, please hit him right now. I want I to audibly pay. hear... Ow.
1: Yes, Ow. I want to audibly hear pain.
2: In this house, we don't besmirch the early <laughs> records. Oh, he's gonna do bits because he stood up off of the couch where I cannot easily harm him.
0: No, I'm not. But I just don't want to be kicked again for doing a good bit. Throw things at him.
2: (laughs) The only thing I have is a very large glass water bottle and the microphone. Yeah,
1: that...
0: Throw the microphone.
1: (sighs) That would require her to sit up. (laughs)
0: Luke is not agile. He will not be able to dodge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
0: Uh, But he was also in Finding Nemo. Bruce? No. He was the uh, black and white fish
1: in the tank who wanted to escape Gil. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou
0: not seen. I
2: have actually seen that movie. I just fucking remember absolutely none of it.
0: Fantastic Mr. Fox. He was great as the rat in that.
2: I have also seen that and remember none of it.
0: John Carter where he was Taras Tarkas. We got to about movie John was, Carter. That movie was underappreciated. It was. I mean, part of the problem is everything has been based on like stuff that that set up. Oh, 100%. That movie was dumb but I had a lot of enjoyment watching it. Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel, John Wick.
2: I apparently I do not remember Willem Dafoe being in anything I've ever seen Willem Dafoe be in, except for Spider Man.
0: Hey Devin, you know we can both be like, yeah, he was great in this movie. What, Luke? The
1: Lighthouse. Hell yeah! Whoa! Why'd you spill you? Why just you spill you.
0: It was also great, even though that movie was also very polarizing in the hit film Antichrist, which was another erotic film that Willem Defoe was in.
1: Christ. And I
0: I- is very notable because we had full frontal nudity of Defoe. But it later came out that he in fact used a stunt penis to do the nude shots. Because Willem Dafoe's dick is so big that it was uncomfortable for the shot and did not look good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> amazing.
0: That's uh, I... right. Dafoe's penis. Too big. Good for Willem Dafoe. I forgot that he was in that weird American live action Death Note adaptation, but he was also amazing in the Florida Project. I saw the Death Note movie. It was bad. Dafoe's casting was a good choice, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, he got a good face for a demon man. Yeah, that's also, yeah, you don't see his face. But you also see uh, The Florida Project. Yeah, that I movie's mean, great. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is Willem different.
2: Yeah, truly the only thing I remember, actually, I have seen some Willem Dafoe movies, the only thing I truly remember seeing Willem Dafoe in is spider Man's.
0: That's fair. He's great as a Greek cop. Mm-hmm. There's was this other one that he was just nominated for the Oscar for at Eternity's Gate where he played uh, Vincent Van Gogh, which I still think is funny because everyone gets mad when, like, uh, Gary Oldman plays Mank,
1: like, when he's way he too old for the like, role.
0: We talked about this last week. Oh, uh, whatever. But yeah, Willem Dafoe was, like, fucking 63 when Van Gogh died at, like, 38. And there's also some most phenomenal 1980s films where Willem Dafoe plays a series of like biker gang members.
1: Christ. Which is
0: his first role in The Loveless. Uh, Streets of Fire, which is a weird musical movie directed by the guy who made The Warriors. Where Willem Dafoe kidnaps some singer and Rick Moranis has to hire someone to get her back. And then the other great one where Willem Dafoe teams up with Judge Reinhold to beat uh, the bad people in a cool street race so that they can get enough money to fix their car and get out of Arizona. Wow. Yeah. But now, do you know who was also in The Last Temptation of Jesus Christ with Willem Dafoe and who was also in this movie? Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton! He got such a...
2: Sad puppy man. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean he's great in Alien, Escape mm-hmm. from
1: New York. Mhm. But like, both of those are great roles.
0: Uh he is phenomenal in Repo Man, which is one of the oh. few where he was actually kind of the lead in it. He's also in The Straight Story.
2: Wait. But we're not t- Okay, never mind. I got Repo Man and Repo the Genetic Opera confused for a second and had to like unravel that.
0: That's fair. They are not the same.
2: I have only seen one of those.
0: That's a Rebo the genetic Opera. That movie is strange. Weird. Yeah, I also forgot that he was in Seven Psychopaths, but I know a lot of people are just like, oh, hey, remember when he got to be in The Avengers for, like, one scene? Be fair, was that like, was a great scene. Oh, yeah, he was just like, where are your pants at, Hulk?
2: I don't remember him doing that.
0: It's the Hulk when he falls off of the helicarrier. He gets dropped out of the uh, cage because Loki tricked him into going in there. Oh
2: yeah. And
1: yeah.
0: Crashes and.
1: Ardeen sounds like boy. What you been eating? Done. you Got a condition. <laughs> yeah.
2: I guess I have seen him in the straight story, which again, do not remember much of. Except for lots of green and lots of tractor.
0: I remember snowballs, like the snack cake in there, being a major part.
1: I don't remember that, but you could be right. (laughs) Yeah, I have not seen
2: Harry Dean Stanton in a lot. I... I can't remember if Rango was actually good or if it was a disappointment.
1: No, Rango
0: was good. Like, yeah, it was fun. better, but it I think it just came out at a time where you had a lot of other high-quality films, and then uh, What's-His-Face started it, and it's like,
1: oh, uh, we don't really want to talk about him that much. He was great in anger management, though. I think I've seen that. Where Adam Sandler has to go up against uh Jack Nicholson.
2: I think I've seen like part of it
0: on airplane. And then Jack Nicholson tries to steal his girl, and before he became evil and crazy, Rudy Giuliani helps him save his girl. And there's times where it's like Rudy, why couldn't you have just done this for the rest of your career? You could have rode off into the sunset, just making weird Sandler films. Because his son played Sim City, and Rudy was like, I want to do that. There. And
1: yeah, was really... also
0: great in the very bit part that he had in the first return to film after becoming the governator. Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I actually, I believe I saw a trailer for that yesterday when I watched Dread to test out the DVD
1: player. Nice. Yeah, it would have come out about the same time. Oh, and then who could also forget Harry D. Stanton and Red Dawn. Also great. The remake or the original? Original. You know, I
0: think it's a fair question. The sways and the sheen. Well, and then after Isabella Rossellini, how many more do we want to do? Uh, let's see who else is there. Really, just Crispin Glover's the big one. There's one actor I'll give a shout-out to, but he only has one.
2: You want know. to do the white Glover? We can do the white Glover.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Isabella Rossellini, I really only... No, from Blue Velvet and then her bit parts in Thirty Rock.
2: That is where I know Isabella Roswellini from. I always forget who her mother is.
0: And then also the uh She loves the owl her big beef and chatter.
2: Oh, okay. She was actually in a relationship with David
1: Lynch for like five years. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, She played Jake Gyllenhaal's mother in the really
0: weird uh, doppelganger film Enemy. Where there's two Jake Gyllenhaals. Jake's Gyllenhaal? I also like some weird spider things that keep walking around that never really get explained.
1: Hmm. Mm Apparently, she was in Incredibles, too. I don't really remember that. Was she? She's listed as being in it. That's what I that's thought. A, that
2: that's a voice role, so it's not really surprising that that's yeah. true. Um, I guess that's the only thing I have seen Isabella Rossellini in other than this movie and her bit part in Thirty Rock. That is that's everything I got for Isabella Rossellini. Devin, what do you got?
0: Uh, that's pretty much it, other than that Jake Gyllenhaal film.
2: And Blue Velvet.
1: And the Blue Yeah, Mm -hmm. Let's do the White Glover. Crispin Glover's a weird man. I feel like I've actually
2: seen... Well, yeah, because he's in...
1: Back to the Future.
2: Yeah, he plays George
1: McFly. So, I've definitely seen that. Best trilogy ever. I the always silence re- is deafening. Well, <laughs> yes, it is.
0: I had been looking at uh, the page for the guy who played Mr. Reindeer.
2: I realize that's a controversial opinion, but I stand by it.
0: It's fair. The fair one, I, I thought was just fine. But. It is just wild to my mind that... Oh, uh, I saw
2: him in the 2002 movie Like Mike, starring Lil Bow Wow.
0: To fair, Glover that is a great is, film. Crispin Glover is three years younger than Michael J. Fox.
2: I think I knew that. But he plays his teen dad, so it's not surprising that he could be younger.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like in, what's it called?
0: Peggy Sue got married, when you have Kate, She was the same actor as uh, Diane
1: Lane? Yep. Perhaps. Yeah. No, he's her father. Yeah, I think... Luke, what other gloves have you seen? Uh, I think the only
0: other thing that I have seen Crispin Glover in would probably be Hot Tub Time
1: Machine.
2: Oh. I have also seen him in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle.
1: Nice. I've have seen parts of that neither,
2: on TV. Have neither of you seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape?
1: No. Nope. I have not.
0: I know the loose idea of it from an American dad adaptation that they did of it. For the ones that are not master. there's three others that are good.
1: There's Fred the 13th, part 5, the final chapter. Or it might have been the fourth one. I forget. Oh, yeah, it was four.
0: Uh He was also in the weird remake from 2003 of Willard, where he becomes friends with rats, and then the
1: rats eat people. Yeah, that's a remake. Yes. He said it was a remake. Oh. Thank you, Luke, for correcting me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. But then he was also in the great film River's
0: Edge, which is where one of their friends has killed his girlfriend, and all the friends have to decide where they ran him out. Crispin Glover does not
1: want to run out, but Keanu Reeves does, mm. And Dennis Hopper is in a- Never.
0: And the girl so, that John Cusack gets with in Say Anything. So, Devin? Yes. Can I guess who the last actor you wanted to talk about was? Actually, sorry, there's two. Mostly because I wanted to mention one movie because it's great. Yes, Luke, but go ahead and uh, guess. Is one of them Cheryl Lee because she was in One Tree Hill, the podcast, where you almost started a podcast with your roommate called Wine Tree Hill? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. Oh, The two other people. One is Sherilyn Fenn, the girl who plays Audrey Horn in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Was in the most phenomenal 1980s film called Thrashen. Where Josh Brolin basically think of it as uh, what was the first one that we watched? For this thing. Valley Girl. Kind of think Valley Girl, but slightly different. Where in fact Josh Brolin comes from the fancy part of town and goes to the more of the seedier parts of L.A. so that he can do his cool skateboarding. And the leader of the skateboard gang, the Daggers, do not like that his younger sister is getting with Josh Brohm. At one point in time, there is a battle on skateboards where both of them have made their own homemade maces
1: and are swinging them at each other as they skate down a half Jesus. That movie is fantastic.
0: Oh, uh, the Jesus. other actor is David Patrick Kelly, who is one of the people who is uh kills Harry Dean Stanton. Uh he plays Audrey Horne's uncle, I think, in Twin Peaks, but you may remember him from such hit films as the nineteen seventy
1: nine classic The Warriors. Come out and play eh? He, he is the man who, who does that. Huh. I can't
2: did you say his name is Denry David Patrick Penry? Uh
1: David Patrick Kelly. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, He was also in John Wick.
1: And K-Pax. Oh, K-Pax. And Commando, which is a great movie. He looks like a living version of The Mask. If you Google him... This picture of him wearing a weird blue hat is the
2: first thing that comes up. And he looks like a human version.
0: Ooh, he does.
1: (laughs) Of the mask. He's going to eat me with his needle teeth. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, uh,
0: in. Three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Because next week is your actual birthday. Happy early birthday, Devin. Thank you. And then the week after that, we've got a family thing to take care of. And then, uh, we'll be back with Face Off.
2: Our final episode.
0: Until the unbearable way to incredible talent comes out. We come back for that.
2: Or until it's not nice out anymore.
0: Yeah. This is our fall to winter podcast. (laughs) There we go. Who actually? Now that I've picked up on what Abby did not care for from Snake Eyes, I do have one that she would like for her other. Birth. She had another birthday pick.
2: Interesting.
0: It, I, you would I, enjoy I, Gone I, in sixty seconds. Yeah, I, I, I think that has come up in other conversations
1: somehow. Possibly. Potentially. But yeah. Oh. Which that one would be like a four-hour-long podcast
0: because holy shit, the cast of that film! Well, that's why we stopped doing full cast lists and <clears throat> full lists of all the films. Got the cage. You got Jolie. You got Duval, He got Delroy Lindo. Giovanni Busy. Christopher Eccleston. Finney yeah, Scott. Giovanni Busy com. is such
2: a weird-looking human being. I love yeah, him so is. much.
0: James Duvall. Timothy Olyphant. She McBride. That's-
1: it's a stat-cast. Mm-hmm. People oh, just keep showing. It. Me too.
0: Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the the pie maker brings people back from the dead. Pushing Daisies? Yeah, Pushing Daisies. He's the Detective Emerson Cod. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. I found cast? out that actually it's, it's pronounced like Ch- Chicago, so you're supposed to call it him shy.
2: Interesting.
0: But I thought it was like I never would have ever guessed that based off how you spelled that. That's
2: <laughs> fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: this has been a interesting start to our day. <laughs> we hope that all of you have a good Easter or post Easter twenty twenty one. Whenever you're listening to this, Abby, where can people find you online?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Devin, where can you be found?
0: You can find me in my room sleeping on my Nicolas Cage pillow because it expresses my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. <laughs> oh, I forgot to comment that Nicolas Cage <laughs> supplied that, that jacket and actually owned it.
2: I'm not surprised to hear that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can find me online at Fredafeth, that's Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at or you can find this podcast at LukeHair, L-E-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com.
2: Join us in two weeks when we watch Face Off, which I still assume is about skinning people alive.
1: Kind of? Sort of? I mean, technically for one scene, I'm sure. Sort of.
2: You gotta take your face off.
1: That
0: you do. As we say most of the weeks, catch you on the flip mode.